0: Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, I'm just going to share some testimonies of the amazing things that I've seen God do over the past several weeks. I think it's always important to recognize that God is moving today. I think it's extremely important that we recognize that, that even though things are getting crazy, they've been crazy for the last couple of years, they're getting crazier by the day, it seems, that God is still seated on his throne, that he is not worried. He is not anxious. He is not uh, wringing his hands in heaven. He's not scared about any of the things that are going on. And while it might be natural for us to be consumed with the day-to-day activities, the things that the news is telling us, uh, all of the chaos of this world, it is important to recognize that we serve a loving God, that there is a God that loves us so much that he never stops pursuing us. And his goal for creation, when he originally created man, it was to have fellowship with us, it was to have friendship with us, and, and from the first man till now, that has been God's desire. That's why he sent Jesus to redeem us, to save us from uh, the the things that Adam and Eve did originally uh, when they violated the, the covenant that he had created with them. So I just want to have that as the backdrop. God is moving today, God is still completely completely in full understanding of what's going on. And God has not fallen asleep, God has not left us, he has not forsaken us. He will never leave us, he will never forsake us. And so I just I think it's a it's a very important thing that we not only recognize that that God is sovereign, God is good. Uh, but it's also important that we reflect on the things that have taken place in our own personal lives. In the testimony of Jesus as a spirit of prophecy, that's a portion of Revelations 19 in the New International Version. I believe that's a translation, but that's a portion of it. That that means that if Jesus has done it once, he can do it again. If Jesus has done it once in the Bible, if Jesus has done it once. A couple of years ago, if he's done it once last week, if he's done it for one, he can do it for another. So I just I love to share testimonies because the word says that we overcome the enemy. The enemy is advancing, but so is the the name of Jesus. Now, uh, so is the the word of Jesus. Uh, so is uh, the power of God. He is moving on this earth today. And so we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So, the word of God and the testimonies of Jesus, those are the things that we can use to defeat the things that the enemy, the devil, is up to today. So, uh, I just want to encourage you because I've seen incredible things uh, from time to time. I'll get on and I'll just share some of the things that I've seen God doing. And, you know, he's moving here in America. Uh, A lot of the stories that we share. Or with people around the country, around the world, uh, but in Birmingham, Alabama, I want to share how I've seen God move within the last three weeks. And first, I want to go back to about three weeks ago, we had Leif Hetland in town. Uh, Leif Hetland is an international evangelist. He goes around the world. Specifically, the Lord has called him to the Middle East. And this man, with his ministry, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he has gone into Muslim nations, nations that are predominantly Muslim, and he has spread the gospel. He's led over 1.1 million documented Muslims to Christ. That is an amazing testimony. That in and of itself is incredible. I'm trying to get him on the show. I've been corresponding with uh, his assistant. Hopefully, we'll get to make that happen. But he came to our church. And so he was out at the gathering place three weeks ago. And that Friday night, we ended up having uh, prayer and impartation as the night went on. And uh, so I served on the prayer team out there. Uh, We got to minister alongside Leif and just saw God baptizing people with his love. He continuously poured out his love through a man, uh, but, but it was God. And he was pouring out his love over and over and over. And I saw people touched powerfully by the Lord. I saw people moved by his spirit. And one of those was my oldest daughter. And and it was an amazing moment for me to see because God touched her. And and just powerfully, she received an increase of his presence. She received an increase of his love. And uh, after it was all said and done, uh, just embraced her, and I let her know know that uh, not only does God love her uh, so much, but but I love her. I'm thankful for her. Uh, it was just a very special moment uh, with not only her heavenly Father uh, feeling His love, but her Father on Earth feeling my love as well. And so that was just a moment that I'll never forget, and thankfully, my da- uh, my wife captured an image of me just hugging her and praying over uh, a-, a wonderful moment as a father to just spend time with my family in the presence of God and know that, that she was impacted by the presence of the Holy Spirit. That was extremely uh, encouraging and uh, so thankful, uh, ended up uh, going into the next week. Actually, uh, it, it started uh, a little chaotic, um, uh, a little, uh, there was a lot of opposition. Uh, we need to be aware that that God is moving. But again, we, we have a real enemy. Uh, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. But Jesus came to bring life to the full. And so uh, I knew that I was going to be ministering the next week. I'd been asked to minister with one of the people that we've had on this show as well. Greg bears. He's in hot Springs, Arkansas. We actually met on the 10 hour flight to Sao Paulo. When I went to Brazil back in December, hit it off on the flight. I was sitting next to his wife. He was sitting across the aisle, asked him if they wanted to sit together. They both wanted the aisle seats, So they had planned it that way, but uh, we just hit it off and and we were able to minister in Brazil and ended up uh, becoming fast friends. And so I knew I was going to his church in Hot Springs. I knew that uh, it was going to be an incredible weekend and we were going to see God move. But uh, that Saturday night, a guy in the small group that I lead on Fridays, dear friend of mine, Terrence, uh, his wife actually was killed in a car accident. And she ended up going to be with Jesus and woke up Sunday morning to a text from him. And, and so I called in first thing as soon as I saw it. And we just we talked and we prayed and I knew I was going to have to be out of town that next weekend. And, and I was extremely torn. I was I was very uh, upset because I just I knew that the service was going to end up being that weekend. And, and I let him know. Uh, Hey, I'm going to be gone from Friday to Sunday. If there's any possibility we could do it some other time, Uh, I want to be there. But that was the availability that his church had. And, but I just, I let him know that I loved him and that I was for him. And, and he knew that and he still knows that. But I, I was really, I was heartbroken for him. I was heartbroken for his family. And I was really just spending time with the Lord and I was reflecting on. The things that had taken place. And and I was wondering, you know, what good could come out of this? Because we know that Romans 8, 28 says that God can work all things to the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so like, God, what good could come from this tragedy? And then I start thinking back, um, 2018, I actually had a young guy that was in my group and, uh, he was tragically murdered. And, um, It was a terrible situation and ended up, you know, I grew as a leader. I grew uh, as just, I was already an intentional person, but but I just wanted to make sure that I shared more of, of what Jesus was doing on a regular basis, on a daily basis, because this was a young man whose life was taken very early. And so I learned and I grew from that. And then I reflected back on, uh, in 2012, when my pastor at the time, John David Crow, his son died of a brain tumor, and actually, you know, Terrence and I had met then. We we met uh, regarding Noah, his son, because Terrence had led a fundraiser, and and we had never even talked about it up until this point that his wife died. Uh, so there's all these moving parts. Uh, how could a brain tumor in a child that was four years old? How could that help anybody? Well, I grew in my faith because I saw a faith in John David, even though I wasn't walking with the Lord at the time, I was attending church, but I was not the person that I am today. Uh, I saw faith in John David and he was ministering to us and telling us that God is still good, even though he's just lost his son. Well, that impacted me and that impacted a lot of people. So I've seen through tragedy over the years that, that God can still move, God can still use it what the devil meant for harm, God can use for good. And I've seen that over and over and over again. So anyway, throughout that week, um, I, I'm just spending time with the Lord and I'm, I'm asking him, you know, what, what good is going to come from this? And ended up seeing a friend who never met in person, but we were connected through social media, Gina Forehand. And I see her at lunch and she comes up and she said, hey, you know, I'm Gina. Uh, we're friends on Facebook. I feel like we need to connect. And so I said, okay. And um, she ends up sending me a message on Facebook. She say, call me at your convenience. I want to talk to you. So I call her the next day. We end up talking. She ends up sharing an encounter she had with a young man, Justin, that I just mentioned, who was killed tragically back in 2018. She's playing pickleball. She ends up sitting next to a guy who's Um, you know, kind of down and she's asking him what's going on. He begins to share, you know, my son was killed several years ago. They've never met each other. They're just playing pickleball at at Chelsea Racquet Club or or wherever they were. The man begins to share, my my son died several years ago and uh, he was killed. And it was an extremely difficult time. But there was this man named Matt Wilson. He said these amazing things about my son and it just encouraged me. And it, it really, uh, it, it really helped me get through that time. Now, you've got to understand where I was at the moment that she shared this story with me. I'm wrestling with God. I'm wondering what good could possibly come out of the situation with my friend Terrence and, and the loss of his wife. I'm wondering, did I have any impact on that family from four years ago? Because I talked to them briefly, but... You know, did it make any difference whatsoever? And when she delivered that word, I just began to weep in my office because I knew it was a word from the Lord. I knew it was confirmation that God loved me. I knew it was confirmation that God used that moment for the good. And even four years later, it still had an impact on that father. And my father in heaven wanted to share with somebody that I had never met in person this particular story so that she could deliver it to me. He he orchestrated all of that. And so what I needed to hear at that exact moment, it just, it confirmed to me that, that God is good, that God can use anything. And I just, I knew I, I'm, I'm going to keep moving forward. I know that I'm going to be uh, in Arkansas. I know that uh, even though I'm going to miss this service, I know I'm going to continue to be there for my friend and brother. I know that I'm going to continue to uh, honor the commitment that I already made. I'm going to keep going. And that Friday, we end up going to Arkansas, me, uh, my wife, and my two little girls. And as we get there, it's a seven hour drive uh, after multiple bathroom stops. Any uh, parents out there, specifically fathers, you know, we like to try and make record time. My wife and little girls—they—they both had to use the restroom. We had to stop for food. We had to all the stuff. We get there, and the the pastor Greg—he had already told me that that they were going to do a worship night. And so, you know, you get in, you're tired. Uh, Really, I could have just gone straight to the hotel, gotten in bed, and rested up for the next day because I knew we were going to be doing street ministry. But I said, you know what? We're going to freshen up. We're going to get over there, and we're going to go worship. And so. We stop by the hotel, check in. We're there for maybe 15 minutes, freshening up. We get to the, the church. We worship, pray for impart, impartation uh, at the end of the night. And, you know, God touches some people powerfully. We end up, you know, there were a couple of people that I just, I prayed over and, and released some things and got some confirmation on Sunday that that the words that were spoken were, you know, had to be from the Lord because it was exactly what some of the people were dealing with. And the next day we go downtown, we have lunch, downtown Hot Springs, and we just, we share a meal with some of his team members. We end up with a uh, birthday party right behind us. Greg asked the, the gentleman if we could pray with him. Uh, he said, you know, that was the best part of his day, uh, the Lord blessing him on his birthday. We go out and we just start walking the streets and and we pray with people, not in a weird way, just. Hey, how are you today? How's life going? Uh, What are you up to? You're from here, blah blah. Just starting conversations, then saying, "Hey, is there anything that we can pray for you for?" And and over and over and over, people said, "Absolutely, yes. Please pray for this. Please pray for this." And end up uh, actually seeing a young lady who um, she's in a wheelchair, and you know her name is Keisha. We pray for her and her son. And she felt she had a severed spinal cord, uh, shared testimonies of praying for people with severed spinal cords in Brazil and them feeling below the waist, even though that's impossible to man. And so we prayed for her. Uh, She said she was feeling tension below her waist, which, you know, again, is not normal, uh, not possible according to science, but uh, she was feeling below the injury. So we knew that God was moving. Now unfortunately she believed in a lot of different gods and you know we just shared Jesus with her and at the end of the day we we all hugged her and we just let her know that we loved her that God loved her and and the end result was she felt loved she felt seen and and as we were talking to her my wife begins to minister to her this girl walks by and and I recognized her from the hotel I said hey you're staying at the DoubleTree, aren't you? And she said, "I am." I said, "I saw you this morning when I was leaving the gym," and she said, "Yeah, I'm staying there." And I said, "Hey, you know, I believe this is a, di- a divine appointment. Uh, could I pray for you? You know, I believe that God put us here uh, in this moment for a reason." And she said, "Oh, yeah, you can pray for me, but my friend needs prayer more than you do." And so she says, um, "This is Kaylee," and so end up praying for Kaylee and Danielle. We invite them to the service the next day. Have a good conversation and. Uh, you know, again, they both felt loved. You know, it was a impactful moment. I, I just—it was another confirmation that God had us right where we were supposed to be. We go and we minister to the homeless. Um, you know, a handful of stories there, but for uh, just the amount of time that I have, I'm going to skip over some of those. But but God touched some people. Uh, God delivered a word. My—I will share that my oldest daughter. Uh, she ended up meeting a girl that was about her age, that was living on the streets with her family. It dramatically impacted her. My daughter was able to minister to her, tell her some of the things that she had walked through and how Jesus had helped her get through. And it was just it was great to see, again, my daughter, who's not yet 13 years old, sharing the love that she has for Jesus to somebody else who's in desperate need. And, and she realized there are people that are my age that live here in the United States that don't have what I have, uh, either spiritually or uh, physically. And so there are great needs all around us. And so that was an eye-opening moment for her. Uh, Again, another win as a father. Uh, Thankful that there was that recognition. So uh, we minister for about four hours downtown and and Hot Springs lives up to the name. It was hot. And we ended up uh, going back to the hotel. Greg said that he wanted us uh, at the church by about seven, and so he told me he would pick me up six forty. So that night I go to sleep and I ask the Lord, uh, "Lord, give me a dream or a vision for tomorrow." So sure enough, two fifty three in the morning he wakes me up and I have an incredible dream. Not going to share the dream uh, with everyone here, but would be happy to share one on one if you're interested. Uh, but I just again I knew God was going to move in power. And so we get to the church. Uh, I share the dream with, with Greg and his wife, Christy, on the way to the church. Uh, they knew that it was a message from the Lord, share it with their lead team, end up uh, praying before the services. And as we end up in his office, uh, Pastor Greg's office, you know, we're we're all on our faces before the Lord and, and God just came in, Holy Spirit, uh, power of God all over me. Uh, I'm shaking under his presence, and I just, I knew that it was a day that the Lord was going to use mightily, and I just wanted to make sure that I got out of the way and allowed him to do what he wanted to do. So uh, we go out, we have two services, Uh, Greg delivers a great message on Romans 3, and then he brings me up towards the tail end of the services. We're talking about the incredible things that we see uh, God do all the time, but specifically what we saw back in December in Brazil. So we're sharing these testimonies, and one of the testimonies that I shared was about a woman gaining eyesight and not needing her glasses. Well, after the first service, this woman Pam comes forward and she says, "I need that. I can't see out of my my eyes. This one is blind, and and I can't see out of it. It's it's really bad, especially without my glasses." And so we pray put my hands on her eyes, pray for the Lord to heal her, uh, pray for the Lord to do it again like he did for the woman in Brazil. We pray and afterwards she lifts up her glasses. She says, I can see you. I can see you without my glasses on. I said, praise Jesus. That's what he does. Let's pray again. So we pray again. And afterwards she raises her glasses again. She's like, I can see that screen. I couldn't see that screen before. And so we just thank the Lord for what he was doing. You know, so many people came to receive prayer. We ended up having to start the service late, the second service, and ended up. Uh, one woman, uh, as we're starting the second service, she comes forward. Uh, we walk her through repentance, and she just gives her heart to the Lord. Uh, that, obviously, signs, wonders, and miracles are great. Uh, we want to see heaven on earth, but but ultimately, we want to see people entering into the kingdom of God and becoming sons and daughters as he wants us to be. Uh, He gives us free will. So that's everybody's choice. Uh, But she chose. And uh, second service starts. Again, we pray. As we're going into ministry time, the second time, uh, I feel heat behind the back of my right knee. And so I released that word. I said, there's somebody here who has pain behind your right knee. The Lord wants to heal that and then end up I started to get a slight headache. I said, there's somebody here who suffers from headaches. So as we begin to pray, my woman comes forward and she's got tears in her eyes. She says, I'm the one with the pain behind the knee. You know, I I had an injury years ago. Uh, Please pray for me. It's been hurting for a long time. And so we pray, Lord heals it. She's able to flex her leg. The pain's gone. We thank the Lord for what he's done. The next woman comes forward. She's got tears in her eyes. She says, I'm the one who suffers from headaches. I was in a car wreck years ago, ended up, I had a concussion and uh, so many different injuries. And they've told me that I'm always gonna have headaches for the rest of my life. Uh, We broke off those word curses and we just prayed for the Lord to heal her. And all of her pain left, all of her headaches left. Uh, Again, it's Jesus who heals. Uh, We're just vessels for what he wants to do. But those are a handful of the things that we saw God do in arkansas stay tuned we'll have more living life on purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors are you a business person that's hungry for more of the holy spirit at work partnering with god is what you were designed for experiencing god at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer hearing from god for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. So that was amazing. We end up We drive back to Birmingham that night, tired, you know, definitely uh, laid it all uh, at the feet of Jesus and and gave him everything that we had that weekend and get up the next morning. A lot of business meetings uh, end up praying for a handful of clients just from the overflow, just so full from what God had done and end up. I've got an event that Monday night and normally I work out at the gym and I change my office, Workout, go home, shower. Well, because I had this event, I ended up in the locker room after my workout. And earlier that day, I'd had lunch with a friend of mine. Uh, We were up at my favorite place, Urban Cookhouse here at the Summit. And a gentleman gets highlighted. The Lord uh, just shows me him as he's checking out at the the counter. Uh, Large man, fireman, uh, probably somewhere between 6'5", 6'7" everybody's tall to me because I'm only 5'11 uh, on my best day. Uh, he's probably like 280, big guy. But as he's walking towards me, he's walking with a limp. And so I said, hey, what's going on with uh, your leg? I noticed that you're you're limping. And he said, well, I slipped in the shower and uh, it really hurts. I said, well, good news, Jesus heals knees. Uh, my knee was healed. I had a torn ACL. Uh, the Lord healed it with prayer. Uh, I've seen a lot of other knees healed. So can I pray for you? He said, sure. We're in the middle of the restaurant. Ask if I can put my hand on his knee. He obliges. We pray his pain, which he said was a 10 out of 10 before, goes from 10 down to five. We pray again. Uh, Again, he feels loved. He feels seen. I'd love to tell you that all of the pain went away. I told him I was believing for complete healing and restoration, but 50% in the middle of a restaurant that the Lord takes away the pain, that's a good day. Uh, we want the full healing. We w- we want to see the fullness of God's glory, but um, I'm thankful for what God did do. And I'm believing that God's going to continue to heal and restore that man's knee. And uh, so anyway, I'm at the gym and I see a buddy of mine, Brandon, and he's about to join the fire department. So I said, Brandon, hey, I was thinking about you today, told him the story about the man with his knee at the restaurant. And, you know, he smiles and uh, he's telling me there's a lot of uncertainty in this process about joining the fire department. So I said, let's pray about it. Well, about this time, a young guy named Basil, who's got Down syndrome and actually uh, lives in a Muslim household. Uh, he comes over and he's just standing there. And so I'm praying for Brandon. And you know we're in the front bay of the locker room. Oh, by the way, I've just gotten out of the shower. I'm still in my towel. You know, I don't care what it looks like to anybody else. I just want to be obedient to what the Lord is saying and doing, and so I'm praying for Brandon about this time. Well, first of all, he tells me, you prayed for another client of mine, Scott. Uh, You know, he needs open heart surgery. Uh, He's not a believer. He was very impacted, and I said, well, I'm glad that he was. I'm believing that the Lord will completely heal his heart, completely take away the pain. He won't need heart surgery. That's what I want, And he said, well, yeah, that's that's what he wants, too. And um, so anyway, this other guy, Jim, walks over. He's been in another bay. He's like, I guess he's been hearing the stories. He's like, hey, my knee hurts. Will you pray for my knee? I said, sure. Brandon smiles, chuckles, walks off. Basil's still sitting there. Jim props his knee up on the bench in the locker room. We pray for healing in his knee. Um, I ask him how it feels. He says it feels a little bit better, but he needs to test it out. Okay, no problem. He walks off. Basil's still there. Like, Basil, what's going on, man? He's like, oh, nothing. I said, um, you just taking it all in? He said, uh, yeah, yeah. I said, do you need prayer? He's like, no, 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 no. I said, okay. So I started to get dressed finally. And as I'm sitting there, I look back and Basil is, is kind of flexing his knee. He's opening his leg up and down. And uh, I said, Basil, are you sure you don't need me to pray for that knee? And keep in mind, the Lord had already healed Basil's knee upstairs uh, a few months ago uh, he knew it was Jesus he said the name of Jesus afterwards and so I said remember what the Lord did for your knee before let's pray again and basil is is a uh, proclaimed bodybuilder you know so he does heavyweight so it's easy for us to, to tweak something uh, as we're working out on a regular basis. So I do believe the Lord healed him the first time but I think he did something else to it. Uh, so end up praying for him. Afterwards, I said, Basil, how does your knee feel? He was like, oh, man, if, if it feels good. If it feels good. I said, well, you know, praise Jesus. He just healed you. And he says, Jesus. I was like, yes, Jesus loves you so much. You know, that's why he did this. And he's like, wow. You know, so I end up leaving the locker room, go to my event, go throughout the week. And God, again, there's opportunities to pray for people every single day and people are feeling his love. I'm just giving you the highlights and I'm trying to condense it all into this episode. So uh, brings us to this past Friday night, excuse me, last Thursday night, Um, we have a Cultivate Revival Conference as Dr. Randy Clark Uh, end up, I, I go to my daughter's football game where she's cheerleading, go to this conference, come home, I'm exhausted. And, you know, go to sleep. Well, i wake up the next morning and I'm headed to the conference and I call my wife and she said, hey, uh, who's Jessica? I said, what are you talking about? She said, in your sleep last night, you were praying for somebody named Jessica. I said, I don't know anybody named Jessica. And uh, well, I know somebody named Jessica, but I, I don't know who I was praying for. Uh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. She said, well, this morning when I got in the car to take our youngest daughter to school, uh, she said, Gabby just tells me, mommy, there, there's a little girl at our school and she's got casts on both of her legs. And so I'm like, okay. And she said, her name is Jessica. I'm like, wow. Okay. That is who I was praying for in the dream. I didn't know that, but clearly like out of nowhere, Uh, I'm praying. My wife happens to be awake, records what I'm praying. And then my daughter the next morning shares out of nowhere because God prompts her to tell us about this girl named Jessica at her school. So I'm like, well, that's amazing. That's awesome. We need to pray for this girl named Jessica. So go throughout the rest of the conference. Um, You know, amazing time. Uh, William Wood, Charity Cook, who's been on the show. Brian Starley, who I've talked about being on the show, and then Dr. Randy Clark, who I went to Brazil with, who I've received powerful impartation multiple times from, uh, they're all there ministering. Uh, Pastor Matt Scott, my pastor, gave an incredible word as well. Um, Just an awesome time in the presence of God throughout the whole weekend. Receive impartation several times from Brian, receive impartation from Dr. Clark. God comes in power I mean, I'm shaking violently. I know that the power of God is moving and he's giving me more of his Holy Spirit. And so we end up having a healing service on Saturday night. So we get to minister alongside Dr. Clark. He said, are there people here who have any words of knowledge? And so I went up there as a part of the prayer team. I said, during worship, I heard there's somebody who's suffering from sleep deprivation uh, I believe it's a result of night terrors. Uh, I was experiencing heat from my ankle to my knee. Uh, so I believe that the Lord wanted to heal that. And then he goes on and the, the rest of the team starts to deliver their words. Before he's about to pray, I start to get tightness in my chest. So I release that word. He ends up going into prayer. Uh, many people prayed before they even came forward to the prayer team and end up with uh, a lot of people getting healed. Well, when he finally tells the people, if you're still having pain, go to the person that released the word. And so person after person came forward for the words that were released. I'll just, again, give you the highlights. Uh, The first woman, uh, she came forward. She had a heart murmur in her her chest, so she had pain there. We prayed. That pain went down. Afterwards, she says, "Uh, I've actually got Parkinson's as well. I said, well, I've seen prayer heal Parkinson's. I Specifically have not seen that, but at a There Is More conference in 2018, uh, there was a man who came in. He had Parkinson's, he received prayer, he was in a wheelchair, people heard things in his body pop, and he ended up getting up out of that wheelchair, pushing his own wheelchair out of that service. So I shared that testimony with her. She was like, I came to the right person. Uh, let's pray. So we pray. Her pain, which was a 10 out of 10, uh, you know, all of her body hurt. We prayed. Uh, Eventually, after multiple prayers, the pain went out uh, that leg where I was experiencing the heat. uh, The pain went out finally, and and she was pain free. All of her shaking stopped, and we gave glory to Jesus. Uh, A woman, two people behind her felt the power of the prayer. Uh, She knew that God was moving. Uh, The man in between, we prayed for him multiple times. Uh, He ended up, he had an apparatus in his chest. Uh, it took multiple prayers, but finally you know his eyes were just open, so wide. he was like it's gone the pain's completely gone uh the Lord touched the next woman the woman after that she had a broken collarbone and then broken bones in uh the back of her shoulder and uh upper back and uh it took several prayers, but the Lord ended up uh reminding her that she had participated in Reiki. And which is a form of witchcraft. And so she ends up repenting. I said, the Lord isn't reminding you to condemn you. He wants you to deal with it. And so she asked for forgiveness. Tears start to flow. The Holy Spirit comes in. All of the pain that she had, it was an eight out of 10 to begin with. Every ounce of pain that she had left her. She was weeping, thanking God for what he had done. It was amazing. Um, we end up going to uh, the Sunday service People come forward for prayer. One man at the end of the service, he says, um, you know, he just wanted me to pray for him. Didn't tell me anything. And so I pray for him. And the Lord just starts revealing that, that he wanted to, to deal with his heart. Uh, there was, you know, hurt in his heart. And so the Lord just starts to minister to him. He ends up weeping on my shoulder. And afterwards, he's like, man, how did you know all that? I said, I didn't know any of that, but God knew it all. God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And I want everybody out there to understand the point of all these stories. It's all about God's love. It's all about God moving in power. It's all about God using people that are willing to put down the fear of man. They don't care what it looks like. Don't care what it sounds like. They're going to be obedient to what he's calling you to do. He's looking for people right now on this earth that will say, yes, Lord, I am here. Send me. And that is who he's pouring out his spirit on. In the last days, he will pour out his spirit. I believe we're in the last days. I can't tell you when Jesus is going to show up, but if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Final story Monday, I'm talking to my wife and uh, my lunch appointment. Usually every day I've got a lunch appointment. And my lunch appointment I had to reschedule. So I asked my wife, uh, Would you like to go to lunch? She says, um, well, I'm going to meet Gabby, our youngest, for lunch, and uh, would you like to join us? I said, sure. You know, I'll, I'll go join you guys. And again, it's been an action-packed weekend. And uh, get there to the school, and we're standing in the hallway outside the cafeteria, and there goes a little girl with two broken leg or you know, two casts on her legs, and just Holy Spirit hits me so hard, and I just I, I feel God's presence. I'm like. She says, that's Jessica. I said, we've got to pray for that little girl. And, you know, again, my wife is a lot more reserved. And uh, she was like, you can't be a creepy weirdo at her school. And I said, okay, that's fine. Uh, it wasn't fine. But uh, I, I acknowledged what she was saying. And so we waited on our daughter to come. And, and so we go in and we sit down at the table. Uh, she gets to pick two little friends. And, and I said, pick Jessica, pick Jessica. Of course, she didn't. And uh, so our two other little friends, we all sit down and we're having lunch. And, and I'm just the whole time, like I'm just burning inside to go and pray for this little girl, Jessica. I knew that God had ordained all this stuff. And um, my wife says, you cannot go over there. You're a stranger to her. You know, you're, you're a grown man. You, you can't just go over and uh, pray for this girl at a school that you do not know. I said, okay, well, I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, bring her to this table. Bring her over here. If you won't let me go over there, if if my wife won't let me go over there, uh, bring her over here. So end up praying, you know, Jessica, first of all, it's amazing to me that she's walking around with two casts on her feet, but she walks like brushes by our table, keeps on walking, walks right out of the cafeteria. Like, man, Lord, that was so close. Please, Holy Spirit, bring her back to the table. Now, again, keep in mind, I'm spending time with my family. I'm not praying out loud. Uh, I'm not being a weirdo. Um, My wife may tell you otherwise, but uh, I'm praying under my breath. Holy Spirit, please bring this little girl back to the table if it's your will for this to happen. So a couple minutes later, here comes my daughter's teacher. We say hello to her. Uh, She stops for about 10 seconds. Right behind her is Jessica. Jessica has to stop too. The teacher walks forward. Jessica stops right by us. And I said, hey, what, what happened? What happened to your feet? And she starts to tell us what's happened. She walked on her tiptoes too much. And she ended up having to have surgery in both feet. And I just... Uh, start sharing with her, and, and my wife kind of cuts me off and says, hey, we're, we're Gabby's parents, uh, so we're not strangers, and uh, this is her dad, and sometimes, you know, he talks in his sleep, and the other night, he was praying in his sleep for somebody named Jessica, and Jessica just gets this huge smile on her face, and uh, my wife just cont- continues to share, uh, you know, when we got in the car the next day, Gabby tells us about this little girl named Jessica at her school, which is you. And, you know, so we believe that the dream was for you, uh, that the Lord was showing this to us. And again, Jessica's just smiling from ear to ear. And uh, so my wife asked, you know, do you go to church anywhere? She said, only when my cousins come in town. And I just said, Jessica, I believe Jesus heals. Can we pray for you? And she agreed. So my wife says, I'll pray. So she prays, I extend my hand, I'm praying in the spirit under my breath. And after we pray, I just said, Jessica, God loves you so much. And the look on this little girl's face, just a look of, she was seen, she was known, she was loved. God ordained the whole thing. God coordinated the whole thing. My mind, it gets blown by God on a regular basis, but we should never stop being in awe of what the Creator of everything wants to do. Not only from a supernatural aligning planets, uh, you know, building solar systems and galaxies, and uh, just the the endless amounts of creativity and power that He has. But also we should never stop having our mind blown as to how much he operates in relationship, how much he's constantly trying to get our attention, how much he's speaking to us individually so that he can reach us collectively. You know, it, it's we're all separate and created in his his image. We we've all got. Uh, extremely unique DNA, but we're also all intertwined through that DNA. There are things that are absolutely unique about every single one of us, but there are also things that also uh, just undoubtedly show that we are all intertwined together by just the way that he created us as humanity. And so I, I just, I share all of these things with you to just, make you realize, to just remind you, God loves you. God is for you. God sees you. He knows you. He's constantly moving on your behalf. He's, he's constantly trying to get our attention. He spoke to me in a dream on a Thursday to coordinate a meeting on a Monday that I didn't know anything about. When we get out of our own way, When we put down our agenda and we say, God, what do you want to do in this moment? When when we stop to recognize that there are people that he's placing in our path on a daily basis, he may be giving you a word for somebody else. And the word may not mean anything to you. It may be something completely random, but you deliver the word. I'm just, I'm telling you. Like we serve an incredible God. We serve a supernatural God. And and if you've been walking with the Lord for a long time and you've never seen any of these things, I just want to challenge you. Like ask God to make himself known. Ask God to reveal himself more to you. Start reading the word of God. Start praying. How much time are you spending with him? I get up at five every morning, and this isn't about me, but I'm just telling you how I get close to him. I spend a lot of time in prayer. I'm praying throughout the day. I'm worshiping throughout the day. I'm reading his word every single day because I want to know him better. He already knows me. He already knows you. But he wants to walk alongside you on a daily basis. He wants to reveal more of his heart to you, not just for yourself. He wants to reveal more of himself to you for other people. And if you don't know the Lord, I just want to encourage you, like whatever you've heard about him, ask him to reveal himself to you. So whether you've been with him a long time and and you've never seen him move, or you don't even know what to believe, and you're hearing these stories and you're like, this guy's either really crazy or there's something to all of these stories that he's sharing. Again, this is over three weeks, folks. This isn't the last year. I don't have enough time. And you know, The Bible says if we shared all of the testimonies of the things that God did through Jesus while he was on this earth, there wouldn't be enough time. Jesus is still moving. He left us the Holy Spirit. He told us Truly, I tell you, anyone who believes will do the same works, if not greater, because I'm going to be with the Father. That's John 14, 12. That is my life verse. If you seek him, you will find. Seek, ask, knock. He will reveal himself to you. But you've got to be hungry. You've got to come with expectancy that God is going to move. You've got to come with expectancy that God wants to say something to you. And I'm just, I'm telling you, if you want to see this world changed, you can be a conduit, but you've got to partner with what the Holy Spirit's doing. You've got to set your agenda aside. Years ago, I would have just considered myself a business person. Pastors are pastors, business people are business people, uh, you know, athletes, whatever the identity of Uh, Who you think you are in the natural, that's just who you are. That's what you do. Now, I would tell you, I am a pastor in the marketplace. I'm a minister in the marketplace. I happen to be a business person, but first and foremost, I am a son of the Most High King. And the more I recognize that, the more you recognize who God has called you to be, the more you will see him move in power. So, Father, I just ask that you would reveal yourself to everybody on this episode. Reveal yourself to every single person out there. Come Holy Spirit, show yourself to people who don't know you. Increase in the people who do know you, but they've never experienced you in a tangible way. Pour out your love, pour out your presence, pour out your peace. peace. That surpasses all understanding. And Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I just, I thank you for listening. I thank you for me just sharing the things that I've seen God do. Uh, again, I'm one person. You know, God is moving in so many incredible stories on a daily basis. I'm thankful that I get to see some. I'm thankful that I get to hear even more. Uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to a lot of the episodes because it's the stuff that I'm sharing all around the globe. And, And if this has helped you, share it with somebody else because there are other people that need help. If this has encouraged you, share it with other people who need encouragement. The news is not encouraging people. I'm sorry. You know, people need hope. Share it with people that need hope. Follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, Instagram, Living Life on Purpose always. Thank you so much. God bless you all. And we'll catch you again in two weeks.